0: okay so we're going to talk a little bit about tracking events in google analytics but before we get to that we're first going to discuss what an event is an event is a custom tag that can be added to elements on your website to track user behavior details in google analytics some of the behaviors you can track with an event are downloading a pdf playing a video clicking an outbound link submitting a form clicking a social share button, and clicking a click-to-call phone number. Adding events allows you to get a clear picture of the interactions that matter most to you. Events are used to track custom behaviors on your website. So now that you know what an event is, let's go over the steps you need to follow to add events to your website. And now it's time for some more DIY SEO tips with Jennifer Regina. So step one is to make sure you have Google Analytics set up. So the first step to implement Google Analytics events is to configure Google Analytics on your website. Once you've done that, you'll be ready to tackle the events. And then step two is to configure events. So we're not really going to dig into all of the technical details on the podcast. For a step-by-step guide of exactly how you can configure your events, click on the link in the show notes and you'll get a step-by-step guide exactly what you need to do that there. It doesn't really make sense to go through all of that here in the podcast. It's not going to be as useful for you. You'll want to follow along in the text version, but we will go over kind of a high-level overview of what you're going to need to do to configure your events. So first is let's discuss the components of an event. An event can include a category, action, label, and value. So let's discuss what those things are. So first, a category is the parent group that you'd like to classify the event in. Some examples of common categories would be videos, outbound links, and downloads. And then the action is the type of interaction the user took to trigger the event. So some examples of common actions would be click and play. And then the label is the specific identifier for the event. So this is actually an optional field, but I would definitely recommend using it whenever possible. This field will help you identify the unique campaign used to trigger the event. An example of a label would be Spring 2020 Email Newsletter. Next is the value, and the value is a numeric value associated with the event. This is another optional field, and it doesn't always apply, but it is worth using when you're able to associate a number value with the event. And then lastly, you have non-interaction, which is a true or false value. So you can choose how you want an event to affect a bounce rate. By default, this value is false, meaning that the event does count as an interaction. And when it is an interaction, if the user lands on the page, clicks a button with an event, and then immediately leaves the site, that will not be counted as a bounce because that user interacted with the page. However, if you set non-interaction to true, and then that same experience happens, that would be counted as a bounce, and your bounce rate would then increase. Now you can configure your events either by using Google Tag Manager or setting them up manually. And I would recommend using the same method that you use to configure your Google Analytics install. I would use that same method to set up your Google Analytics events. So whether you use Tag Manager or did it manually originally, I would just go that same route this time. So if you want to configure your events with Google Tag Manager, there's a few different steps you'll need to do. And the first is you'll need to go in and confirm the variables that you need are enabled. So the variables you want to enable will vary depending on what you want to track, and you'll want to try to enable only what you need, and they have some pre-built variables in there. You just go in and click and unclick what you need. So we'll go over real quick here, just a few of the most common variables that you'll want to use. So under the clicks category, you could enable the click classes, click ID, or click URL variables, the click classes will allow you to track click events based on the CSS class. And if you click that link in the show notes, it'll tell you how you can identify a class and an ID on elements on your website. So identifying a click by the CSS class is useful to track elements where a group of items you want to track all include the same class. This is normally found in things like If you want to track downloads of a PDF resource, every PDF on the page will probably have the same class associated with it. Next is the click ID. This will allow you to track click events based on the CSS ID. and This is useful to track unique elements such as clicking a social share button or a click to call link. And then the click URL will allow you to track events based on the URL. So that can be really helpful to track outbound links. Other variables that might be helpful are the form variables. You can track form classes and form ID. There are also scroll variables. So if you wanna track scroll depth, As an event, you can enable all of the scroll variables, and scroll depth will allow you to track how far a user scrolls up or down the page, either based on pixels or a percentage. And then there are also video variables. So if you wanna track videos, you'll wanna enable all of the variables under videos. So in Google Tag Manager, once you enable any variables that you need for your events, You'll then go in and create a new tag. And like I said, all of the directions to do that, everything step-by-step is in the link in the show notes. So we won't go through all of that right now. And then once you do that, you'll just publish your new tag and you'll be good to go. Now, if you want to manually set up Google Analytics events, so if you want to set it up without using Google Tag Manager, you can do that too. What you'll need to do is add an on-click event To the anchor tag to the hyperlink tag that you want to add an event to and I have directions on how to do that in the link in the show notes as well now if you can't edit the link To add an on-click event on your website, you can target the link using jQuery. jQuery is a JavaScript library designed to simplify implementation of JavaScript. So using jQuery, you can add an event listener to add a Google Analytics event. This is more complicated, but it works great when you can't directly edit the link. Unless you're already familiar with jQuery or JavaScript, I wouldn't recommend this route. Instead, I would recommend installing Google Tag Manager and set up your events that way. Google Tag Manager provides several ways for you to target a link. We just discussed a few of them, so CSS class, CSS ID, URL, even link text. And it will make both implementation and maintenance much easier to go that route. So if you wanna do it manually and you can directly edit the link to add an on-click event, then that could be a good option. Otherwise, you'll probably want to go to Google Tag Manager and get it done that way. Okay, now let's go over some best practices for setting up our Google Analytics events. First is use a consistent naming convention. To make the most use out of your event data, make sure you use a consistent naming convention. This is really important. If you want to be able to easily compare the performance of various campaigns under the same category, then you have to make sure the category has the same name for each campaign, or you could call it a label. This means use the same spacing, the same capitalization, everything has to be identical any change will display as an additional row in google analytics instead of grouping the data together okay and then next is create a spreadsheet for multiple contributors if you plan to have multiple people creating events or even if you just want to make it easier on yourself then create a spreadsheet keep track of the category names and the actions that you've used With the documentation in place, all you have to do is copy and paste when you want to create a new campaign in an existing category. This helps you avoid any duplicate categories due to typos, plural, or capitalization issues. It just takes any chance out of it. You you just go into your spreadsheet, find the category, copy it, and then put that into your new event tag so you know for sure that you're creating it exactly the same as you created it before. The next step is to set up relevant goals. So once you have your event configured, it's really easy to associate it with a goal in Google Analytics. There's directions on how to add a goal in the link in the show notes, just like all the other links. You'll want to go in and follow that. It'll be easier to follow it step-by-step in the text version, but it's really simple. You'll just go in to the goal section and you'll be able to select event as a type, and then you can specify the category, action, or label that you want to associate with the goal, and this will just make your events that much more useful to your data. Step four is testing. So you can use real-time reports to test your new event and your goals if you happen to set any up. So once everything is configured, you'll wanna test your work and make sure everything reports how you expect. The best way to test events and goals is to use real-time reports. So you'll navigate to real-time to view the data in Google Analytics. Then you'll click on events to test your events or conversions to test your goals. Now to test it, you'll just go to your website and click on the element that you set up to trigger the goal or the event. And you should see in real-time the data will populate over in the Google Analytics real-time reports. If you have internal IP filtered out, your data won't be tracked in Google Analytics. So just to ensure that your test isn't being blocked by anything, I would test on a mobile device and turn off your Wi-Fi so that you're using your data and not on your standard IP address. And if everything is configured correctly, you should see the event or the goal trigger in your real-time reports. And then lastly, step five, viewing your data in Google Analytics. So, of course, all of this effort will be wasted if you don't review the data in Google Analytics. To review your event data, all you need to do is navigate to Behavior and then Events. Both the Overview and Top Events reports provide great insight into event performance. On the Top Events report, you can easily toggle between Category, Action, and Label as the primary dimension. And then to review your goal data, you can navigate to conversions, goals, and overview. And this report provides insight into your goal performance. So remember to review this data. Tracking the data is great, but it's pointless if you never review it. Thanks for listening, and if you enjoyed this, please subscribe. This episode was brought to you by ClearPath Online, a DIY SEO tool for your website.